Welcome to Locked On Marlins Monday episode. There is tons. We are going to be, well, looking at third base. We're also going to be uh, looking at, well, the World Cup has started. Yes, the Soccer World Cup, the Football World Cup has got going. I am an Englishman that grew up in Wales that covers the Miami Marlins. My allegiances are confused, let's say. So we're going to dig into all of the action on the Wales draw with the USA Today, plus third base Brian Anderson, and a look at Pablito. And maybe, are we undervaluing Pablito? All on today's show. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England, and I'm delighted to say that. Greetings from England, and welcome to Lockdown Marlins, your daily Marlins podcast with me, of course, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Yes, it is a verified account, and do not click to understand what kind of verification. It does not matter. Nevertheless, subscribe to the pod, available free and everywhere. Also, there is a YouTube channel. Hit subscribe there as well. Thanks for making Lockdown Marlins your first listen of the day, and hopefully you are tuning in after just watching the opening game of the U.S., probably, or the opening game for Wales, perhaps, if you are based in Wales. Uh, and you also may have watched the England game as well today. Boy, oh boy, the soccer is coming at you thick and fast. Anyway, delighted to welcome into the show, back to the show. It's Monday, of course. Sean Barrett is in the house. Sean, how are we doing, brother? I'm doing well, Pete. I, I'm good now. I think if you'd had me on at the back end of last week, I might have been a bit emotional, but mm. I've had the weekend to relax and uh, put some things into structure to stop myself from uh, getting myself in trouble. Let's put it that way. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I, I felt your frustration. Marlon's Twitter felt your frustration, mate. And for those wondering, why was Sean frustrated? Why was he angry? Um I think it's fair to say you weren't happy with the Marlins' decision about moving on from Glenn Geffner uh, on, on, as the play-by-play guy on, on Marlins Radio. I know that he means a lot to you. And this, and he made, you know, Marlins Twitter echoed this as well, who <laughs> was happy with this move. So, you know, what from, from all your time following the Marlins, which is a lot longer than me, what does it, you know, what has Geff meant to you? How has he helped to bring the games to life uh, for you? as you've been you know listening in over the years as you do with work as well so you know uh, just shine a light on that for us yeah i say that's exactly what he did he brought the game to life for me um, back when i first got into baseball it was it was tough to follow i mean it wasn't on telly we got one game a week we got the sunday night baseball and mm. i still remember the fact that you had joe morgan and john miller and i still enjoy listening to some giants games simply because john miller was is the voice there and, and it is a case of those voices are the and they harken back to your your childhood and when the and certainly the infancy of my baseball fanship and yeah so the early days of watching or listening to the Marlins because you simply couldn't watch them they were never on Sunday Night Baseball that's for sure no and so my I consumed every single game I consumed via the radio and through the voices of of Geffner and and Dave Van Horn and they were. They brought the game to life for me because I had to I had to visualize mm. through their words the game of baseball. And that's yeah. how I learned to love the game of baseball through the words that they used. 
Um, and it's just such a shock and a surprise. Mm. It comes from absolutely nowhere. Um, and I know that, you know, he, he's he been there for so many years. And in baseball and in all sports, I mean, I grew up watching Formula One and Murray Walker was the voice of Formula One for me. He, and yeah. when he, he left, he retired um, and they tried to do everything they could to keep him. But yeah. he got to an age where he had to retire. And I stopped watching Formula One for about a decade, not because I was angry or upset or anything, it's just because it wasn't the same anymore. No. Um, and I eventually came back recently. But mm. that's how I feel about listening to games now because I, every game I listened to, Geff was on broadcast. So yeah. the idea of that's why I went back, even now when I watch games and I, I do it with the audio from the radio broadcast, I did it because I wanted to hear. Glenn, I wanted to hear his voice. I wanted to remember what it used to be like to listen to all the baseball games with him calling the games. And I don't see a reason now for me to listen to a broadcast at all because he's not there anymore. The the broadcasters, to me, are the team's one ability to create consistency and have somebody in place for decades. They can't do it with players. They haven't been able to do it with owners. They haven't even done it with the stadium, for Christ's sake. The broadcaster was the only thing that was has been there throughout my whole fanship. And to so coldly and unnecessarily remove him from that role just made no sense to me. Um, I wasn't just angry. I was, I was genuinely upset that they would make this decision. And her, in my opinion, the, the fan base. Yeah, I, I mean, we can't disagree. I mean that the the Formula One and Murray Walker. It's it's you know these voices are the voices of the games and and the sports. And when you lose the voice, you lose something that you attribute to the sport, and it's it's then hard to listen to a new voice. And there's biases built in as well because you're like, well, this isn't as good as before, and you know all of that. And it seems a weird decision. I didn't think we'd kind of go heavily it felt a weird decision what Geff put out on Twitter was not a mutual decision and was a surprise I think to him as well was that your take on on his tweets that that was certainly mine absolutely I mean it, it makes no sense it is that idea of I think in baseball you have broadcasters that do it for for years they do it till they retire they choose when they stop doing mm. it and we see we see their sons get grandfathered in. That became a bit of an issue because of uh, some of the thoughts of that particular um, broadcaster. But that's the <laughs> idea, isn't it? You have these guys in there forever, and they are the voice of your team. And yeah, it's, there was no controversy there. There's no issues there. There's no issues with his ability. He's fantastic at his role. It mm. just it. It made it beggars belief what the team were thinking as far as reasons to do this. I just don't understand it. No, it certainly came. It was a shocker. Jeff since replied to the tweet saying, "You hope to speak soon." Um, so definitely drop him a a message and hopefully he'll come on the show and you know maybe give his some some of his, you know his favorite thoughts and times um, you know with with the club and. I'm sure he'd be looking forward to new ways. That's certainly the way he came out of it, saying, "Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to quit. I'm, I'm ready to roll. If you need me, I'm, I'm ready to go." And there's going to be, you know, an asset there. 
for certain the news that kind of dropped over the weekend just to kind of again segue into this topic area but i did see that the the tv broadcast uh was loosely announced in that they're they're continuing with the rotation so if we remember todd hollands were you know every day then uh was released let's say his contract was not a What's this now? Go back to the rotation. Erin Sebia. So JP not being extended. As I'm assuming that they didn't JP and Sebia's. I don't know. Um, I personally, yeah, this is own personal opinion, and everyone has their own. I am pretty interested actually in ways because as a former catcher you see and read the game uh, your mind is always on as a catcher and I, I found that interesting I found it where he would be thinking about what pitch mix they're becoming and the Marlins are so pitching heavy so it's great you know someone else thinking how you would call a game with Sandy Alcantara on the mound interesting with JC, JP what was your take on that one though he's, he's seemingly not going to be back yeah, I mean, I I, I don't have a problem with him personally. Um, I I wasn't very high on him, but I certainly wasn't low on him. I know there is a particular sect of of Marlins Twitter that weren't particularly fond of him. I would be yeah. surprised if that vocal minority had an influence on the decision. Maybe they did, or mm. maybe that was just yeah. the team's opinion of the work that JP did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's not going to return. I think. The positive to take from that personally is any time you get more Tommy Hutt in the, in the broadcast booth is a, is a good thing. And I think that's kind of a, another thing to go back to Geff that surprised me was that the team, to me, took an investment in the fans, bringing Tommy Hutton back, knowing that he was a fan favourite and saying, look, we're going to bring this guy back. He was, he was released for a particularly bad reason, in my opinion. Um, but he returned, and that was a positive for them to then go and ship off Geff made no sense. Rod Allen as well is going to return. I really enjoyed Rod yeah. Allen's uh, work last season. Uh, the way he the, he the way he spoke of the game, um, and it also helps that his voice is is velvety smooth as well. So it does help. Um, I really enjoyed him in the in the broadcast booth. So yeah, no surprise. Obviously, they've made they they've decided to to continue with this rolling rotor of, of people. I, 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 I kind of like it because you do get different opinions and different thoughts. Um, and it freshens it up a little bit, isn't it? It's not the same voices again and again and again. Um, so I kind of like it. And also it, it gives them flexibility, doesn't it? They don't have to, you know, scheduling one person for 162 games it mm -hmm. can't be easy. Um, so no. to have different voices through the season, yeah, I, 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 I enjoy it. Me too, actually. I, I enjoyed the just the variance and the different opinions and the different styles. Like it's I think it's nice to kind of change it up really. And obviously Paul Severino being the constant in that. Um, much like how how you know Geff was the constant in many ways for for radio. So yeah, interesting times. Like it's an emotive topic for us as the fans, clearly, because they're the voices that we that we hear every day for nigh on what five months. And so you you come you get attached to them, you get accustomed to them, some you prefer, some you don't, whatever it is. But yeah, Geff, unfortunately, won't be back. Uh, JPR and Sebia also seemingly won't be back. 
We'll wait and see if they what, what announcements are made. My assumption is that the Kyle Seelaff will play more of a prominent role on the radio. And I absolutely love Kyle Seelaff, by the way. And you know, I don't I'm not a big radio guy, as you know, and maybe the listeners know as well. But when I do listen to the radio, which is typically in spring, because that's when you do struggle with getting games on. Um, I've you know, Geff is obviously immense at what he does. But I'd say Carl Seelaff is very good as well. Very good. And maybe this is it. They just they knew it was we've got to do something to keep Carl Seelaff here. He's obviously quite a bit younger than than Geff. Maybe that was the decision making. I have no idea. Maybe something's gone on. But set up to take more of a prominent role on the radio. And then the rotation continuing on on the TV front. Um and maybe Kelly Sacco transitioning into some uh, radio work last year too. So that wouldn't shock me either if um, if maybe Kelly Sacco joins the TV rotation. But yeah, I mean, a lot of change for the Marlins. We've already talked for the past few weeks about the amount of roster change there's been. There's been so much, so much. And that's where we're going to blend into next. We're going to talk about third base because I dropped the news on Saturday morning. Uh, I mean, drop the news is probably uh, overstating it, but the, my reaction to the news that Brian Anderson was non-tendered. And before we do that, though, reminder, guys, this episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Bet Online. Yes, sir. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. And listen, the place to be right now is the World Cup, baby. Get you know, I, I I don't know where your guys, where your heads are at right now, but for me, I'm all in on England. Boy, oh boy, they've absolutely scorched Iran in that first game. I'm I'm absolutely all over England right now. If you love sportscasts as well, sports podcasts, by the way, you can find them a better line too. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your bet and fix. You can use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Sean, it's time to talk about third base. Brian Anderson was non-tendered which was not a shock, by the way. I think uh, it's fair to say. The question I have for you, aside from whether it was a shock and you shook your head, so I assume no, is what are the Marlins planning? Because clearly, no Brian Anderson. He, for the past four or five seasons, uh, it's it's a, a, a sliding doors moment here where there's going to be someone playing every day there. Who? What are they going to uh, it's an interesting topic, isn't it? Yeah, we've we've had the A on the team for for so many years now. He's almost sort of been the the offensive face of the franchise since the new ownership group come in. Um, you know, the whole pay BA situation. Obviously, injuries and inconsistencies just haven't helped. And I think B, I think BA is is a, a, a fine league player. I wouldn't be surprised if the Marlins didn't kick the tyres again and see if they can get him back on a, a smaller number. Realistically, yeah. he's probably going to get where. Um, and I don't think it was so much a knock on B8. It was just simply that arbitration number. He didn't. A team can't justify paying that. And I think the team have already kind of set themselves up. I think Wendell will see time at third base next year on the understanding that they don't trade him as well. Um, I think he does stay. I think he is an important player, not just offensively, defensively, but also just having that consistency of having a few players carry on through, players that are you know, genuine major league players. Um, and I think we'll see a healthy dose of Groshams. I think he will get the majority of his starts at third base and he probably will get 
the most third base start. Swindle will you know, mix and match here, there and everywhere across the whole of the infield. So I think Groshans will get the most starts at third base for the team. I think Wendell will see a healthy dose of it there as well. I mean, both players, not really power-hitting guys, um, but that's nothing new for the Marlins in particular, even though, you know, the hot corner you'd like some power from. But no, I think those those two players will probably be the, the two main guys over a third next year. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, think about this as well, about Joey Wendell, his role, and, you know, I, the Marlins could go in a few different directions here, but I also, when I was thinking about what this starting lineup could look like, I penciled Wendell in at third base. Um, it's the lefty stick as well. There's just not a lot of lefties right now either. Like there's a really heavy um, righty um, proponent in the lineup right now. Obviously, Jesus Sanchez perhaps could you know, maybe get back in the mix. And obviously, Jazz, other than that, is so righty heavy. It's pretty wild, actually. So for me, Wendell's got to be playing pretty regularly there. I'd say, and yeah, like you said, Groshans maybe. What about Charles LeBlanc though? Because obviously, if you know, it felt like he performed pretty well. I'm, you know, I'm I'm not convinced on the on on the defense so much, but like the stick, I'd say, you know, he put his best foot forward. I'd say in the, you know, in a couple of months he had at the major league level last year. Yeah, I mean, there were there were periods where he really was hitting, and it was that case of have the, have the Marlins found, you know, a, a diamond in the rough. I think. Yeah, I think his ceiling is is quite low but his floor is reasonably high I think he's the perfect guy to have on your 40 man roster doesn't break with the team um, but you know we don't know what we're going to get from Groshans yet we, we have an idea that we think he could be a major league uh, hitter but having that insurance in on your 40 man with Charles Bonk, I think is is definitely needed um, and they will definitely use that through the season I think he is I think because he hasn't got that pedigree, he's always going to be that third man on the list. But he absolutely will see time at the major league level, for sure. You know, that's just the way the, the baseball works. But yeah, I think he is probably going to start in AAA on the 40 man. And he would be the next, would be genuinely probably the next bat up yeah. um, when, the, when the Marlins need it. Because you've got Wendell's depth positionally. It doesn't really matter which player on the infield goes down. You you can move Wendell around, and you you bring up Charles LeBlanc. I think. Yeah, I, I think that's true, and yeah, obviously you know John Birdie's uh, versatility in there as well helps. See Birdie and Wendell that can shuffle around, and you know, even after the obviously, so that's that's interesting. Um, I'm I'm with you on on LeBlanc. I think it's probably yeah. If everyone's healthy going into opening day, it's probably Triple A. I guess the interesting wild card right now is, is um, where things trend with their recently acquired uh, Javier Edwards. Who, you know, I'm intrigued how quickly they push that ticket and uh, and progress and a good chunk of time successful. But you know, I'm I'm intrigued to. See uh, clearly, well, knocking around today, I say major rumors, but there was an article out by NLB. I can't recall the author, but matches for different teams, going to match for every team. And the, the player they had matched up with the Marlins was Carlos Correa. So to me, caught me off guard. I'm not going to lie. I'm convinced that Carlos Correa and the Marlins, well, 
Now, I am convinced the fit is absolutely sensational, but the financial fit, I don't think that will be a match. Um, so they've, they've, they've got a few decisions here, but could they look to upgrade perhaps, look to do something different at, at third base, look to try and you know even bring in someone else? Or have they kind of nailed their colors to the mast here with, with Groshans, Wendell, LeBlanc? Um, you know, I know Jacob Berry's a third baseman, you know, positionally by depth chart, but he's not a third baseman. So, you know, but could it be an option they look to do something at third base here, free agency or trade? I mean, there's, there's nothing really sort of at the major league level really screaming out that, that there isn't an opportunity to improve there. I think you absolutely could go out and grab a guy. Um, but when you're looking at the holes that the team have, you know, I, I'm happy with Mickey at shortstop. I've heard that many times. I think that the defence plays there. And I think just a slight rebound to his career norms would put him at a, as a very good top 15 shortstop in the league. But I know most people think of that as a whole. Um, centre field, we know, is a gap. I think, yeah, there are options to improve at third base, but I think there are many other positions. First base as well. We know that we need some cover at first base. And you need that to be a major league bat, in my opinion. So I think, I think third base, while while open for improvement, is probably fourth, fifth, or sixth on the depth chart of improvements needed for the team. Yeah, I, I think I tend to agree, and I think the Marlins have, have pretty much played their hand and showed us here. You know, they they didn't play BA at third base pretty much in the last two months. Like obviously a shoulder issue, and they they. You know, they put it out there. The PR spin was, we want to protect this shoulder. What was actually happening? Let's call out what was happening. They'd made the decision that Brian Anderson won't be back at third base. And we would like to see what Charles LeBlanc, Joey Wendell, John Birdie, Jordan Groshans can do in that position and make sure they feel comfortable. That's what was actually happening. And there you go. The decision plays out. So I'm with you on that. Um, Speaking about defense... It's time to let you know about our good friends over at Simply Safe. And if you've thought about securing your home with home security, but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, locked on listeners can order the number safe home security system for 50 percent off. The biggest offer they'll not want to miss it. And what is it about Simply Safe? For me, all advanced sensors for every room, window, and Door HD cameras inside and out could be dangerous. Be tracking me walking. Nevertheless, smarter ways to detect motion that you is real, and even hazard sensors that detect and other threats to your home. They've got 24/7 professional monitoring agents, and that service costs you less than one dollar a day. It's less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I personally, Peter Pratt, kept 50% system at simplysafe.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Okay, we are running way long on time, guys. And I think this is a good time to end this episode. And tease out the fact that we've only covered one of the topics that we really wanted to. The other one we want to talk about was Pablo Lopez. So what we're going to do is we're going to cover that tomorrow. Join us tomorrow on Tuesday's episode. Myself and Sean Brown will be back. Sean didn't know that, but now he does. And he will be back, myself and Sean, tomorrow on Tuesday. Thanks for making the Lockdown Islands your first listen to the
birthday. Monday, we got Heather Lally crew and the radio crew, plus what's happening at third base. Hope you enjoy the show. Back tomorrow.